This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. September the 6th. I'm sorry, Labor Day effects. It is Tuesday, September 6th, 22. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you checking out the screen now can see Dane Brugler from the Athletic NFL Draft Guru Extraordinaire. We are very thankful that he's become a recurring guest on here. And believe me, it's not as easy. I is very busy. And you got to schedule them months and months in advance. After Dane joins us, we'll be joined by 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wolfong to wrap up the weekend. It was an impressive showing. At the shoe, the defense is back. Plenty of recruits in the house to see it. Guys who Dane is two to three to four years away from having to know very, very well. Dane, how are you on this fine Tuesday? Doing well. We had a fun opening weekend of college football. Uh, it, it never disappoints. Um, you know, part of it is how long we've waited to see live football. I know uh, just over the summer, waiting and waiting for new tape to come in. Finally got it. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, I was watching the Ohio State Notre Dame tape last night. Uh, I, I, I tweeted a few of those clips that really stood out. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend. And, you know, Saturday night, I I thought Ohio State would, you know, cover the spread. I thought the you know, offense would be a little more explosive. But, you know, a win's a win against a good football team. And uh, I think there are a lot of positive takeaways to take, take from it. No question. I think the biggest issue going into the game or the one, the biggest question mark, and I can tell you by page views, was Jim Knowles and the defense being a revamped unit and – that was probably the best defensive effort in terms of just eye test since um, Halfley was here for a year mm-hmm. and went to Boston College. So guys just look much more decisive. Um, it's hard to explain. You know, last year we went through the Oregon, they're running left again issue, and it was never an adjustment made. Another really uh, encouraging thing about the weekend was Jim Knowles' ability, the halftime adjustments. You never really know about a coach until – you see what they do at halftime, and they came out, and they were great. But Dane's specialty is the NFL draft. Those of you that uh, subscribe to The Athletic, he's worth the subscription in and of itself. He is, you know, the best when it comes to this, the most comprehensive independent guy in terms of not being employed by an NFL team. What did you think of the game? Obviously, the first guy we need to talk about is C.J. Stroud. Kind of an interesting uh, you know, first game in that no Garrett Wilson, no Chris Olave, but then, you know, no, no Jeremy Ruckert and then no Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
no Julian Fleming. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many teams could lose those five guys in that stretch for different reasons and still do what they did? Your thoughts on how CJ played? Um, he's obviously now that he's draft going to be draft eligible. He and the kid from Alabama, Bryce, are going to be under the you know the the intense microscope. So, what'd you think? Yeah, it was. Um, I- it, it, it was a game where I think that we're going to look back on it and say, okay, he's really grown from that performance. Um, and I think, you know, the way you set it up is fair. Losing the 10th and 11th overall picks at receiver, losing a third round tight end, losing uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has a chance to be a first round pick. Uh, and the chemistry between those two players, Stroud and Smith and Jigba is really, really impressive. We saw it in the Rose bowl. Um, I mean, Stroud calls uh, Jackson, uh, literally the best route runner he's ever played with. And this is a guy that's played with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and some impressive players. Um, so to lose that as early as they did, that that obviously affected the offense and, and the rhythm of how they were calling plays and how they were executing. But at the same time, if you're going to be the number one overall pick, if you're going to be a top five pick, if you're going to be a first round quarterback, I need you to uh, you know work beyond that and, okay, next man up and still make plays. And even though it was off at times, he eventually did get there. Um, I thought the timing was a little off at times. And that's, you know, it's to be, that's to be expected in an opener when you're playing a pretty good defense, a, a really sound defense. And, uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot on the, on the line. You're missing your top receiver. Uh, so I, I thought that he, he did okay. He didn't blow me away. But if he builds on this performance – it's not something we're going to look back on and say, oh, this is why he shouldn't be a top five pick or top 10 pick, whatever. Uh, but when you are jockeying for position with a Bryce Young, with an Anthony Richardson from Florida, uh, you know, every tape matters. And there were a lot of NFL guys in that building, almost 50 NFL scouts, personnel. There were a couple of GMs. And, you know, it matters uh, when when you see a quarterback in person. So, uh, I think there will be different takeaways from different people about Stroud and how he performed. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he was he was solid. He, was, he he didn't blow me away, but I don't think he necessarily hurt himself either. I'll put this on record right here. I'll bet you that no, that's probably a strong word. C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are both going to get picked before Bryce Young. From what I saw this past weekend, it would not surprise me if Anthony Richardson's the first pick. Sure. Yeah. It's um, Definitely. He's a unique, yeah. unique dude. He is rare that six, four, two forty to move like he does to have the arm that he does. Now, does he need to develop? No question. I mean, there, there's still parts of his games that he's, he's still learning and developing, but guys like that are just rare. It's the Cam Newton, Vince Young territory in terms of just pure skill. Uh, definitely. I think he throws the ball. I'm not saying he's more accurate, but in, just throwing motion. He's a more natural sure. thrower than either of those guys. Yeah, I think, and he has a rocket launcher on his own. He's just an intoxicating mix of talent. So I just think he's going to get picked. I could see him getting picked first, just because I I heard somewhere I, I I should credit somebody that Bryce Young at one point last year was 168 pounds. I don't care what anyone tells me. You're just a bad investment at 168 pounds because your body will not hold up. This, I mean. Anyway, you're 100 to 120 pounds lighter than guys hitting you. I mean, that would make me nervous. Okay, yeah, let's well, that, go ahead. Real quick, because I think that's, that's relevant uh, for the quarterback discussion. It, 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 he is an outlier. I mean, he is not Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah, he's short like those guys, but he's not as thick. And that, that's, that's a, with fire hydrants. 
Right, exactly. They, they're, they're well built, and Bryce Young is not well built, and so it, it's a it's a complete outlier that will create a lot of discussion in, in in draft rooms. And you know, take a guy like Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, size wise, complete opposites. But Bryce Young is the more polished quarterback and do a lot more things in terms of the way he sees coverages and and, and makes things happen. But Anthony Richardson is just the the complete freak show in terms of talent so it's it's gonna create a lot of fun draft discussions and then you got cj stroud who uh you know it, it brings a, a mix of those two guys so it, it's going to be interesting to see how these uh plays out throughout the season yeah three very unique not unique but three just in terms of each other all three have a really different profile kind of interesting i don't know if we've had a draft with back to the top who were all three so different skill set wise and just body wise all right one guy who i think had a fantastic performance, but I did not actually break down the tape and has a very good chance to be the second Buckeye pick, believe it or not. And I think that's Paris Johnson Jr., the left tackle. It was his first start out at left tackle. Uh, based on the Ohio State grades, he was the best offensive lineman. How'd you see it? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Paris Johnson was outstanding. The first time, I, mean, I know he's a natural left tackle uh, from high school, but this is his first college action at the position. And so, uh, going up against a good Notre Dame defense, a good defensive end, Isaiah Foskey, uh, who was uh, a potential—he's a potential first-round pick. He was in my top fifty. Uh, Paris Johnson was, yeah. yeah, yeah, good competition, and he he was outstanding. I thought Paris Johnson, his—he's a fluid big man. Uh, he, he's a very good space athlete. Uh, even when it wasn't perfect, even when his punch was mistimed, even when. Uh, you know, his, his body angles weren't perfect. He is so good at recovering because he's such a good athlete at that size and he has the length. So even when it didn't, didn't look perfect, he always recovered. I, I, I charted it last night. I only gave up one pressure to Isaiah Foskey, which is outstanding. Um, I, I want to see him get a little bit better in the run game. Uh, he needs to improve, uh, in that area, just get better. But in pass protection, I thought Paris Johnson was outstanding. Uh, there are times where, he, he needs to sink to anchor, uh, needs to protect versus inside moves. Those are things that I think will come with time and experience at the position. But Paris Johnson, this is a uh, underwhelming offensive tackle class uh, in terms of the draft. and But we know tackles are going to go high. And so a guy like Paris Johnson, who has all the traits, all the tools, he's he's got a chance to go very high if he continues very. to get better based off of this year, based off of what he did in the opener. I mean, he has no physical limit. Like when they look at the blindside mold, that's why he was the number one guy on the draft. He's also a tremendous kid, trem- tremendous dude. He really is. I mean, he is, he's a first rounder in every sense of the word. And he's, he's, you know, he's a very professional, professional guy. So I, the, you mentioned it and I read your, uh, your report. I'm not sure there's another left tackle out there with the upside he has in terms of like, mm-hmm. if you're projecting out. So almost like we said about Anthony Richardson, He's the kind of someone could really fall in love with, um, which is great. However, the right tackle, Dewan Jones, channeled his inner JB shoe guards, had three false start penalties. I thought it was some kind of pact for right tackles. Maybe not. Your thoughts on Dewan? Yeah, I, I thought he played well, um, aside from those uh, some of those mental mistakes. Um, the guy is just so massive. Uh, I, I mean, you, you just don't see guys like that with that size. Uh, officially, what, six, eight and a half. He was 370 in the spring. Uh, he looks a l- little leaner now, uh, maybe closer to 360, 350. So 
that that'll be interesting to see exactly what his playing weight is. Um, and there are times where just because he's he's so tall, rushers are able to get underneath him and can really bully him backwards and gets him leaning and uh, his body posture uh, just leads to breakdowns. But his just pure size, the remarkable length that he has, uh, he, he escorts uh, rushers just wide of the pocket because he, he takes up so much room. And then in the run game, he has that length where he can cut off rushers uh, or uh, run defenders. He can has he has the strength in his hands where he can take them where he wants. So uh, Dwan Jones is a uh, a guy that it's not always going to look pretty. Uh, it's sometimes it's uh, it's going to be sloppy, but he has some of the size that it just it helps overcome for some of these deficiencies that he has. And it really helps uh, it helps him win matchups. And so uh, there's going to be some losses, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be looked at in the top four rounds when it comes to draft time because you just don't see guys with that combination of size, length, uh, and ability. And so th- he's still getting better. This is a this is a big year for him. He's no doubt a great investment. Great feet was a uh, legitimate basketball player in the state of Indiana, which. If anyone knows the state of Indiana, that's like saying a legitimate football player from Ohio. It's it's real basketball. All right, Dane. I rarely bust your uh, blanks here often, but I did not agree with you in your draft project had uh, LSU receiver Kayshawn Butte rated, if I pronounce that correctly, because I heard it pronounced several different right. ways, like he's the water boy or something. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I... Boutte, Booty, Boutte. Uh, yeah, Jackson, no, of course, of only, played a few, only had a few. Jackson only had a few plays before he got And then I tuned in to the Florida State LSU game to watch Kayshawn Boutte specific. And it was awful. It was, mm-hmm. it was awful. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it was, there were questions about the physical, but there are also questions to me about the mental after watching it. Um, I know LSU, when it wasn't Joe Burrow, has been the place receivers go to put up terrible stats. Um, I mean, they once had – it was Odell Beckham and the receiver who played – another receiver who played for the Bengals at one point, and they, they couldn't get him the ball. So you tell me why Kayshawn Butte over Jackson, and uh, is Butte even finished the season? I see my guy Nick Stamen here is already coming out with – I don't think that's going to happen, but – if after one game those whispers are out there, I think we know things have gone sideways. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, if, you know, there's a element to this in terms of there were times where he just looked disinterested running routes. Uh, he wasn't going at full go against Florida State. It's a red flag, obviously. And that's something that will impact his draft grade uh, based just on talent. Uh, I, I think Butte is the better prospect. Uh, and I, I really like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, he is, uh, as a route runner, um, his, his instincts for the position are really, really impressive. He's just not a top tier athlete, you know, and that's, that's something that, uh, you know, he's going to run probably in the four fives. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, I, I watched tape of him last year where linebackers are chasing him down. Um, and, and so that's just something that, uh, at the next level is something that will, you know, be an issue. And that doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. I think he will, because as he's so good at the catch point, he's so good getting open because of his ability to manipulate coverages, uh, understand what the defense is trying to do. Uh, the chemistry he's able to develop with his quarterbacks is really impressive. So I'm a big Jackson Smith and Jigba fan. 
Um, I just, I, I don't think that, and this is, you know, I, I have these talks with NFL scouts all the time. Um, and they say the same thing, just not a, you know, he's not on the same level as Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave in terms of being a top 15 type of prospect. Keishon Boutte has the talent to be a top 15 prospect, but uh, if, you know, you don't, you can't trust him, he's not going to go that high. So you never know. This could be a, a draft where we just don't see a receiver in the top 15 picks. Uh, but that doesn't mean that these guys aren't talented and won't have successful careers at the next level. We appreciate Dane stopping by. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear me uh, speak hyperbolically about him consistently. He's the best in the business. And like I said, we are very thankful that he has become a recurring guest. Dane, thanks for stopping by, brother. Anytime. Take care, Dan. Dane Brugler would be enough for a show. Let's take a quick break and pay some bills, and we'll be back in 10 seconds with The Fong. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back. You can see him with his CBS gear. He's already had a smoothie. He is Steve Wolfong, the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, how are you this fine Tuesday morning? Good morning, Daniel. What's going on? You tell me it was a big weekend at the shoe. We have multiple photo galleries up. I said heading in, it might be the most impressive guest list I've ever seen there. It did not disappoint. You've had multiple stories come out of it. Three crystal balls are rolling towards Columbus. Let's start with those. Can you please break down your three crystal ball picks for Ohio State and why you made them? So who do I have in there? I had, what, Ian Moore, offensive lineman from New Palestine, Jeremiah Smith, top 247 receiver, the number one receiver in the country from Florida. Miles Rand, receiver, receiver from, from Indiana. Haven, Stover yep. uh, from in-state. Yeah, those are guys that I think Ohio State's in terrific position for. Jeremiah Smith's actually a pick that I thought I had in since the summer or whenever he visited earlier. Ohio yeah. State's been, set the tone in that recruitment for a long time. Uh, they've been they've been the program to beat. Andrew Ivins, my colleague who has a show, Preps the Pros, covers the Sunshine State for us at, at 24-7 Sports, amongst other things. He's kind of been the leader on that one and saying that Ohio State's the one to beat for Jeremiah Smith. But I'm certainly hearing the same thing. I think that uh, Ohio State has set the tone in that recruitment from Brian Hartline to the offense to just his relationship with guys like Dylan Rayola. I think that the Buckeyes are in really good position with Jeremiah Smith. Ohio State offered uh, Graham in camp. Uh, I think it was his very Receiver first from offer. Indiana, right? Huh? Receiver from Indiana. Yep, from New Haven. Had him in camp. 
offered him a scholarship, uh, came back for the game, had a tremendous experience. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State is the one to beat at this point. You know, I, I think for Ohio State, if they're taking a receiver, they, they need to make sure that you're elite. So we'll see, you know, how things develop there. But, you know, they had him in camp. They offered him and uh, he, he's been up there again and, and, and loves Ohio State. Ian Moore as the uh, one of the top offensive line prospects in the Midwest, number one player in the state of Indiana in 2024. He's really clicked with Justin Fry and built a good report with him. Also camped at Ohio State and earned an offer, came back for the game, had a tremendous experience. He also likes Wisconsin uh, and Iowa uh, early in his process, but I think Ohio State has set the tone. And then um, um, Stover, I mean, in-state kid, yeah. uh, had a tremendous experience, family on the team, reasons to believe Ohio State has set the tone there are, are pretty uh, obvious in my opinion. So those are my four crystal balls, Smith, Stover, Moore, and uh, Graham. And then yep. uh, you know, I talked to Keon Keeley's mom. They had a great official visit. Um, talked to people that spent time with Keon. Uh, you know, Keon Keeley can fit in anywhere, right? I mean, he's just a, in addition to being an electric pass rusher, he's a good kid. Um, I think he's. Re- I think he really has clicked with the Ohio State's recruiting class and uh, saw a locker room that was like-minded to him. Certainly Larry Johnson. I mean, the theme of the weekend was really Larry Johnson from the performance on the field to Mm -hmm. uh, recruiting so many people speaking highly of Coach Johnson. Um, You know, I I think that that was a needle moving visit for Ohio State for Keon Keeley. Um, He's going to take an official visit to Alabama later. There were people that spent time with Keon that thought that Ohio State and Alabama were the two in best position. That doesn't mean I'm discounting Florida. That doesn't mean they're discounting Florida. That's just kind of the vibe that that people got that spent time with him. But, you know, they love Ryan Day and his culture, love Larry Johnson. So good visit for Keon Keeley. Uh, Bill Kierlick had the story with Mateo Uagalele, who we know Ohio State was in good position for coming into the visit already. Same thing coming out. And Damon Wilson, I mean, Ohio State's got a great shot to land that five-star from the Sunshine State, too. So big weekend, made an impression on so many recruits, uh, you know, um, from the commits that returned to these kids from Georgia, King Joseph Edwards, K.J. Bolden, Sammy Brown, Edric Houston. I mean, it's an elite year in Georgia, and Ohio State is near the top for every one of their major prospects in that state. Bryce West had a phenomenal visit from Cleveland Glenville. Um, Aeneas Williams, if Ohio State's pushing for him, they'll land him, in my opinion, top 247 running back from Hannibal, Missouri. Um, Aaron Scott from Springfield, Ohio, loved it. Uh, um, you know, they're getting ahead on a lot of 2025s. Jordan Davidson's a running back. Gideon Davidson, those are two running backs that Ohio State's offered that they're in great early position for. Same goes with Bear Tenney, a tight end. So, look, I mean, the, 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 weekend, the weekend seems to have – really uh, uh, um, put Ohio State in great position for a lot of top targets. And, you know, we'll see how this marathon continues. I got kind of a bizarre question for you, but it's been a major topic on the board. What do you think the effect is when LeBron is there? Well, because I mean, you, I mean even on any sideline, you could see even the Dylan Riolas of the world who've met everybody by now, everyone's a little bit awestruck. Do you think it has any impact or it's just another recruiting accoutrement? Well, you got famous people and then you got billionaire famous people. That's just a whole nother level, right? And so 
I mean, LeBron James is one of the most famous people in the world, not just in the country, but in the world. And uh, so his presence adds to the aura and atmosphere of what's going on, right? I mean, it, it, it was an exciting environment and seemed like he was really, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He He's was, into it. Well, he was. He was really uh, available. That wasn't the oh, way yeah. I was looking for, but he you know, he wasn't guarded by any stretch. These young men look up to him and uh, um, he made their experience better with his time, you know, and he had his son there. Jason Tatum was floating around too. Right. And uh, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of questions about Bronny now where he might go. And George Washington, the third, for those who follow Ohio state basketball defected or went back commitment i think you can expect him to land at dayton but should be interesting who else kind of uh jumps out at you from the weekend did anybody you know surprise you or is there anyone you think they made up serious because all anybody wants to ask about after a weekend like this you know the standard who's the first to commit um that's more of a bill curlick question but you do think the defense made an impact how could you not? I mean, the defense was awesome. It was a 180-degree turnaround from last year. I mean, Notre Dame yeah. couldn't run the ball. This is a team that I think is going to be able to run the ball against most opponents. You know, we talked about it going into this game on the last two Bucknuts morning fives, and I think that people anticipated Notre Dame was going to get their ass kicked based on the fact that they couldn't stop Chad Johnson and TJ Hujmanjada 12 years ago, and then there were other games similar, but – I mean, Notre Dame has been good for a while lately. You know, they've been they've developed draft picks. They've been in big games. They've played Georgia uh, to the wire in Athens. Um, they have good players. They have a veteran football team. And we said on the show that Notre Dame's defense would be really good. I have running out a bunch of 21 and 22 year olds. And then the the excitement around the hire of Al Golden. I mean, Notre Dame was able to they're, they're able to be. Uh, uh, heavy scheme oriented because they have a lot of smart kids that, that are veteran players that are good football players. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so they played well enough to win on defense, uh, but Ohio state's defense uh, um, was able to get even more stops and uh, be even more dominant, you know, and, and Notre Dame couldn't run the ball. Um, they, they didn't turn the ball over. So that allowed them to keep the game um, within striking distance after they lost the lead. But, uh, um, Ohio State's defense looked awesome. I think that we will eventually, just like I think Notre Dame will run the ball against most opponents, I think we'll see Ohio State put up some big uh, yardage numbers, uh, 600 yards of total offense. We're going to see all that stuff as the season continues. Also, that was just a top five battle uh, um, that, in my opinion, kind of lived up to it. I it lived, you know, I thought it was a good football game that that held my attention all, all evening and Ohio state came up on top and the recruits that were in attendance, they were into it and really liked the way Ohio state responded. Uh, um, you know, talking to some of the the recruits like Dylan Rayola saying, Hey, I liked seeing how the players on the team were picking each other up a lot. You know, one of the terms that's said a lot when you talk about Ohio state recruiting and what recruits observe uh, when they visit the Buckeyes is brotherhood. And I really think that when you look at the Ohio State players, they just enjoy being around each other and enjoy being part of that program. And then when you look at how many 
former NFL players came back. It speaks to that same brotherhood. Those guys love Ohio State, those guys that came back. Uh, they love each other. I mean, I think that that's like a little reunion for them to come back and hang out with their bros that they became good friends with at Ohio State. And that's kind of what makes the program special, right, is they actually go to college and find groomsmen in their weddings and stuff, not to get way yeah, off no. the rails here, but I think, you know, in, in what is such a me, me, me culture, you know, I think at Ohio state, certainly these players have the goals of hearing their names being called high in the NFL draft. But I also think that winning at Ohio state is just as important to these players as their individual accolades. And so recruits feel that when they come and visit and, and, and for the ones that want to be part of that, it speaks to them for a guy like Keon Keeley and Damon Wilson and Mateo. I mean, I think that those guys are Ohio state fits. Now that doesn't mean that they'll all come to Ohio state, but um, you know, the Buckeyes have a lot of what they're looking for individually. And uh, uh, from a team standpoint, those guys want to be on teams. I don't think you could say it any better than that. And Keon Keeley, there's a picture on the site right now of him standing right next to Chase. And uh, Chris Olave was back. It's probably his first weekend since he became a pro. So you are you have nailed it. Once again, we appreciate Steve stopping by. Two for today, Dane Brugler and Steve Wolfong. Whoever said I need Les Wexner to help me out with the show was right. We had to go deep into the salary cap. Um, we'll be back. Tomorrow with another fantastic show. We appreciate the Fong stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. NFL season, baby. The Colts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.